Good evening, all you fine people out there, and welcome to Thoughts in Traffic. I am your host, Tony Spears. Joining me this fine feathered evening, as it were, is my good friend, co-host, and just a man that has the jam in the plan, Joey B. Yes, sir. The man with the jam, but no tan, hanging out with the man, Tony Texas Tony from Tennessee hanging out, man. Thank you for having me on Thoughts on Traffic. I appreciate it. I, you know, every time I actually showed someone a video a while back where we were, it was you and I on there, and it was the Texas Tony from Tennessee. And they looked at me and they're like, You're not from Texas. I was like, I know. It's just, it's just, it's, it's just a, it's just a misunderstanding that turned into a really good joke. And they were like, Oh, all right, cool. But, um, yes, it's been a long joke for almost two years now that no one else understands. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I will be saying that until my eyebrows are gray, pretty much, I think. <laughs> or until you get so fed up that you're just like, Joey, shut up. No, nah, so, man. No, I think it's funny. Yeah. I, I think it's funny, honestly, because like, it brings me back to when we first met. Like When we first met and I, I was trying to – I can't remember how – I hate to say it, but like, I have a really bad tendency to – bring up different places that I've lived because of the army. Like it's a, mm. like almost like it's a resume. I, I don't know. It, it's odd, but like, you know, I always tell people, it's like, yeah, I'm originally from California. I lived in Tennessee for a long time. And then I was in Texas for a while. And then I went to Germany and it's like, you know, and you do like the da, 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 and like you do that whole business. And so by the time you get done introducing yourself to a person, they're usually like, Oh, Oh, so you, you're just kind of everywhere. And it's like, yeah, I'm just kind of, I'm just Tony. Hi, my name is Tony. Like, you know, you just kind of want to, yeah. Texas Tony from Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, most of thoughts on traffic. A cheers to you. Uh, this is brought to you by the mug of blind knowledge. Uh, cheers to you. Cheers to the audience, of course. Um, and also just to piggyback on what you just said, it, your resume of locations that you've lived in is a treasure map and it should be. Uh, stated, of course, because, dude, literally, you have been all over the country, all over the world. Man, you um, you have the experience, you have the leverage, you have the knowledge. People don't even know. Folks don't even know yet. You're about to, you're about to teach some people some things, and I think people are going to be very impressed of what you do, where you've been, and how your perspective of the world uh, is just uh, even keel. Well, it's like a... I like to think that had I stayed in one spot, right? Like if I, I like to think about the alternate universe, if I'd never left California and it's weird because I don't think a lot would change. Cause I still have a lot of like, regardless of where I've been, you know what I mean? And I spent a lot of time in a lot of places. I yeah. still have a lot of those roots in me. Like there's, it's, it's all just West coast from the, from the waist down. Take that how you will. But like gotcha. Cali style, man. And I've never been there. So I'm going to just uh, listen and learn on that, man. Dude, I, like, let me tell you, I have been missing California since, yeah. no, since November because yeah. brother, I actually, I mentioned this in the intro, but man, my pipes are frozen. Half my oh, house. Really? Oh, half my house is froze up, brother. And Dude, are you 
caught in the cold snap oh. where everything oh yeah just kind it's of it's uh <laughs> it is a tepid 21 degrees where i'm at right now oh so do you have running water oh yeah my cold water runs great i can cook i can do everything else my power's all well and good like the grid okay. everything okay. else is fine my hot water heater unfortunately is like sisyphus trying to push the boulder up the hill and so when ah. I'm trying to run hot water to any part of my house, it's just like, nah, fam, we're not doing that. And I'm like, oh, so you're showering, you're showering, shivering. Oh, basically. I am. I am shiver shut. Like there are icicles developing on me as I That's, wash my beard. <laughs> that is a cold wake up call in the morning. I've been there. I'm from the Northeast originally. I'm not there now. But when the, when the pipes freeze and you got to take that shower, it is quick, cold, and it wakes you up quick. Oh, right? yeah. It's like a cup of coffee. What's that? I just like, I, yeah, I just hop in this shower real quick. It's, oh. Yeah. But the thing is, yeah. like, like, I never ran into these problems before. And the thing that I realized is, like, my house is eight years old. My house is, okay. eight, my house is eight years old. And I took, I took mechanical integrity for granted. Right. I have a I have a heat pump on my HVAC unit that is getting ready to go out. I know it's getting ready to go out because I can hear it and and when I say hear it, it's like a klaxon, brother. Like it sounds like we're going to war on a battleship. It is loud. I know my neighbors hear it. None of them ever say anything about it. God bless their souls. Ooh. It's just it is it's loud and it and I know it is obnoxious. Why is it loud? So it's loud when you start running water, basically? No, 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 no not the water. My HVAC, my, my heat pump. Your HVAC. Yes. Oh, your HVAC, the heat starts. Yes. Now. Oh, buddy. Now, my hot water heater, on the other hand, right? My hot water heater is doing its damnedest. It is trying so hard, but my garage is insulated as if this place was built in, like, freaking, like, southern Georgia. Like the garage, it, like, of all places. dude. My garage is. I could. I could hang meat, Joe, in my garage. That is not. A, that is not even a joke. I could put a side of beef in my garage and it'd be fine. My garage is probably nineteen degrees right now. It's that's terrible. That's because usually, usually the garage has the cold, chill mm-hmm. area. You usually can feel that cold uh, on a on a January, February day. Now you're a homeowner, right? You own the home. Yeah. Yeah. So you're you're responsible for all that. Oh basically. yeah, yeah. And that's the thing is like I'm, it's a it's a weird it's a weird thing that I'm dealing with in a transitional period of my life, right? I'm mm-hmm. I'm 38 years old. This is called adulting, Tony. Well, you know what's funny is when you start. You got, a, you got a house, man. I just got to interject. 38. You got a house, man. Applause to you, bro. Because. I'm- I don't. I'm 37. So good for you. I mean, Ed. well, no. Okay. But to be fair, though, to be fair, though, the the house is um, technically by virtue of the VA. Yeah. Uh, allow, oh. Allowed to me. Right. Like there. Okay. There, there are some that. benefits. There are, you know, well, not some. There are a lot of benefits to being Y'all active duty military. And so. Yeah, has really stepped up. Just wanted to interject there. Yeah. Well, no. So, and that's a thing that like, it's funny because if I was going to write a book, right. And we're, we're going to get into the, the rest of the show in a, in a second, as far as like yeah. topics and stuff. But this is something I feel like I need to put out there to any 
potential service members that are listening to this uh, particular show. But like one of the things that no one ever talks about that is one of your best and greatest benefits to being active duty is your VA home loan. The VA mm-hmm. home loan is awesome because you can be like, man, it's it's so crazy when I think about it. Like when I first applied for my VA home loan, I was 24 years old. I had two kids. I I had ter- I had terrible credit at the time. My wife at the time had awesome credit, but she would only be a co-signer because she wasn't active duty, right? And I, like I had terrible credit because I had no credit because I came to the army, 18 years old, fresh off the street, was just trying to figure out what I wanted to do in life. Ended up meeting the right woman and making a life and you know, like all that stuff coalesces and stuff. And at some point you want to like, babies, Tony, yeah. 24 kids. Whoa. Yeah. Well, I mean, wonders of Texas, <laughs> Tennessee. <laughs> it's a, that's, that's wild, man. That's, um, but yeah, some things. Thing. So you're saying the home loan VA, the VA has a home loan, uh, program so they do they supplement you do they help you on an interest yeah rate? man does... it's a it's a guaranteed interest rate it's a guaranteed like low interest rate for yeah. a first time like and there's certain stipulations to it like you have to be like within good standing and stuff like that and you can't have like like numerous debt and things like that but as long as you're just like an average joe that maybe doesn't have great credit because you're still young right mm-hmm. you can hop in there and you can get this va home loan and it's a great, yeah, um, great benefit. Yeah, exactly. And it can help you to establish not just credit, but like, you know, the house you want to freaking like live and die in. Like, I mean, you yourself, not only having your own house, your own family, your own, your own everything. You you're you're living your life the way you want to do it within the tax code, the law, and everything else. But you are, um. Being supplemental, I mean, they're giving you supplemental benefits in that in that respect. Um, equity is what I'm trying to get to. Yeah, having a home loan. I don't know if anyone out there knows this. If you do, you don't. Whatever it is, I'll just I'll drop some knowledge real quick. When you own a house, we're talking equity. Uh, equity yeah. is a huge leverage point. It's a yes. It's just a number on paper, but you own that um you can do a lot of things with equity it's it's huge you you know you know what i'm going with this oh yeah yeah i mean and don't get me wrong like like this house is eight years old this house was built eight years previous in the economy got a basement uh unfortunately no god i wish i did because god god knows when tornado when tornado season happens i would love a a freaking basement but go okay so you got no basement no man cave no problem tornadoes came through a couple weeks ago a few weeks ago thank god texas tony from tennessee is okay i'm gonna stop saying that tony is good the host (laughs) of thoughts and traffic of course on blind knowledge nevertheless what the hell did you do when those tornadoes were coming where'd you go did you just get in your car like where'd you go no 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 so like when like when stuff like that happens the the first thing is like you find the most central location in in the home right so, yeah so for me that's the that's the bathroom downstairs like literally the it bathroom. is like if i'm if i'm pointing at it it is on the other side of the wall where 
like it's actually at the corner of my room here. Like you, you can't so go, you can't go see it in pan, but like for like for, no, oh yeah, sorry, go ahead. Well no no. So like for my for my audio listeners, it's probably about a forty-five degree angle away from me. And like on the other side of that wall is the bathroom. That is like the centermost point in my house. So okay. when you have a okay. when you have a tornado coming through, like you're you're banking on structural integrity and like yeah, and then is this house and collapsing on things onto you yeah but also like you're not like a lot of the damage that people saw when the tornado came through if you know just speaking anecdotally right like second story of the house gone like the roof is ripped off it, like all you have is just freaking like bright sunlight and everything you've got the walls imploding on themselves because the thing that a lot of people don't think about and i'm gonna get a little bit nerdy here but like when a tornado comes through barometric pressure almost equalizes right mm-hmm. almost goes to zero and so things that are under pressure are suddenly not under pressure anymore and so like that's why like drywall and shit explodes so when drywall is not that sturdy like well but the but I, I heard, mean, but I, but it is in in certain instances, and like, but the thing, that, but but the you know, well, no, it's not. But like, but the thing you're worried about is like insulation and I, things like that. Like that's a exploding. I can put my fist through some drywall. Oh yeah, uh, you can have eighty miles an hour. Uh, you can have just um, objects flying through, like Twister. You can have a cow coming through. That's going right through the drywall. Yeah. I don't know what I would. do. But I like I like the idea of the structural integrity. You stay where the door frame probably is built away from the windows. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing, and in a small area, right? Yeah, and that's where like like the bathroom that I'm talking about in my house and everything. Like that's like it's basically center of the house, and it is it's people. It's it's a frame built around you know built around a small room. Honestly, dude, I wouldn't know that. I'm from the Northeast. I'm down in Florida right now. We do have some, um, some. They call them something off the ocean, the twister things. Obviously, tornadoes. But I don't know where the fuck I'd go with a tornado. I guess I would go over the bathroom. See, when I when I, I when I lived in when I lived in yeah. Galveston, which is in the Gulf Coast, right? When I lived in Galveston, the type of hurricanes and stuff like that that y'all deal with and everything. It's uh, they call that well they used to call them gully washers, and and essentially what that is is like it's a storm bad enough to bring in waves, but not so bad that it's gonna bring in like a full blown hurricane, and so like, and and granted like yeah, and when a hurricane happens right like that's just like you're you're batting down the hatches like I I love the you know the thing is. I don't have a whole hell of a lot of love for Florida in the grand scheme of things. Like, no offense, Joe. Really no worries. <laughs> I really do either. To be quite and it's honest. not a it, love and edges of what the hell. And it's not even a thing against the people of Florida. Yeah, nothing it's, against the people. It's just the like the overall like state and everything. But that's that's beside the point. But y'all's oh, y'all's water freaking like, like absolute. <laughs> Weather is insane you know why, to me. Tony, you know why it smells so bad? Is it the gators? It's the gators, it's isn't the, it? They put sulfur in the water. They put sulfur in the water? They put sulfur in 
the water supply. Wow, they just yes. went the opposite way, like no fluoride, just sulfur? I would hope fluoride's in there. I'm not even sure. To be quite honest, that's the one thing that bugs me out. I do use a Brita. I, I do bottle water myself um, just because um, I, that's what my great aunt told me. She's been, she was down here since like 60-something or 70s or, or whatever it was. But, yeah, there's sulfur in the water. And I don't know why. I don't know if it's because it's swamp life. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not like an FDA person or an EPA person. Maybe we can get that checked out. Uh, and look at that and drop some notes on blindknowledge.com or something like that. But yeah, sometimes it smells like total fucking feces and it's gross. But it's because of sulfur and some something to do with something cleaning it. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, sulfur has a lot of uses. Yeah. As far <laughs> as as far as like cleaning the water and everything, I'm not. Listen, as a dude. That's a crazy drop bro i'm telling you yeah as a dude who who works in water <laughs> i'm like you're i was right uh, now yeah that is, I, a fact. that is a that is an effing fact that's it's a weird thing it's a weird thing maybe it's standing water you know, the thing maybe it's invasive species mm. i'm not sure i'm gonna so have to for, look into it so yes so for the point of and i'm just gonna Okay, listen, we're going to get into some biology really quick. Away and from then, the, the path. Sorry about that. No, 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 it's fine. We'll get into some biology really quick, and then and then we're going to move on. So, sulfur kills um, organic compounds in water okay. incredibly efficiently. Okay. The, problem, so the problem is that sulfur is not like chlorine, where the action of killing organic compounds kills the chlorine right so like when you think of like like when you're when like a pool right think of a pool so yes. when you're thinking of a pool you add a certain amount of chlorine to a certain estimated amount of organic bacteria inside of it the two fight right it's it's the war in heaven going on inside the water add extra chlorine because there's something about Florida water but, but yeah yeah, but when it's, it's like but, but when it comes out right, the chlorine is spent because it has it right. has worked yeah. against the organic bacteria inside of the, the water. Sulfur kind of does sulfur kind of yeah. does the same things in in certain use cases, but it does not go like it does not dissipate in the same way that chlorine does. Sulfur like sticks around. It, in smell and in taste and everything else. In fact, it's it's not it's not great. Like I can tell you right now, I've smelt sulfur pools in certain parts of the world, and it's just it's just rotten eggs. It's rotten eggs everywhere you go. Yeah, and that's that's one thing. Um, it's just a weird thing. I don't even know how we got into it, mm -hmm. but it is a fact. Um, yeah, I was just actually gonna pull up uh, the table of elements for a sec there because. Yes, yeah, sulfur is like chlorine. It is a disinfectant. It, it does break down on a chemical yeah. biological uh, level. Yeah, the, sure. the thing is, sulfur is very harsh, but sulfur, like sulfur, works incredibly well. Like yeah, so, that's well. No, sorry, sense. sorry. Sulfur works. What's the word I'm looking for? Sulfur works. You can throw chlorine or bleach in the water because yeah. you're killing 
Yeah, you can. No, I, but no, but that doesn't matter. Like chlorine exists naturally in everything. Like, like really? Yes. Like really? Yes. Like chlorine. Chlorine exists naturally in in like oceanic waters. Really? I, I mean, granted, in very small amounts based on the ecological needs of that ecosystem, but chlorine. Well, sharks are so because of the chlorine yeah yeah sharks will swim dolphins still do flips in the air like fish are still swimming everything is fine chlorine is a natural byproduct of like various methods of like runoff and things like that like that's beside the point Uh, i don't want to get into chemistry because i have been uh i'm not i'm not in the place right now to talk chemistry so 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 what i will say though is Stop drinking your tap water, Joe, and get out of Florida. Yeah, thank you, Tony. I don't drink the tap water in Florida. I just, um, I don't. Yeah, I use yeah. a Brita. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, it's probably fine, but just I don't. And like tap water even in Flint, Michigan, or tap water in Illinois, tap water in the south coast of, of Massachusetts. There's infrastructure issues there. <laughs> it's always it's so funny water. to me when people talk about tap water because I think about a buddy of mine from way back in the day that always talked about how the tap water in Indiana was the best because it was all well water. And I'm I like, was just going to say that. Yeah. Well, and, well water's the best reservoir yeah. water. And, and yeah, that's right. That's 100% right. But the thing is, is like, you're not you're not taking into consideration the number of people that are drinking from that well or from that reservoir and the amount of time that that process of natural like like the natural process it takes to refill an aquifer takes right Mm. so i'll give you like you started talking about water so like here we are now so it's important important element yeah it's it's actually one of the most important elements if not the most important element yeah. so like mm-hmm. in the state of texas texas has the like largest number of natural water tables in the north american content right okay 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 and they're very shallow that's the that's the thing texas has incredibly stringent pollution laws because the water tables are so shallow, okay. And when Ragging. I say when I say shallow, I'm not saying like I'm not saying like ten feet, twenty feet, whatever. Like you're talking like thirty Very feet, tough. but 30 feet. yeah, mm-hmm. but like certain pollutants can go down that quick over we're time. Not speaking, we're not so you're not talking a hundred feet of groundwater. No, 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 so you're no, talking no, no. Like shallow water. Yeah, time. you're talking stuff that's like you know fifty feet, fifty feet minus. Just want to summarize that. Gotcha. So the state of Texas is very stringent on that kind of stuff. And Texas has very good, like, municipal water due to the water tables they have access to. Really? A lot, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, probably in the, in the United States, probably some of the best. But Interesting. the problem is, though, is, like, a lot of places in the U.S. don't have that. A lot of no. places in the U.S., your well water is very remote. But your well yeah. water is also very finite. A well has a bottom. And so when you're looking at where you're getting your drinking water and everything like that in a lot of your municipal systems in places like Florida, I mean, hell, even Tennessee, you know, different places like that, 
all that water is recycled, man. And like it goes back, you know, it comes out of the natural systems, it gets consumed, it gets polluted, it gets put back into various systems to be cleaned, and it gets put put back into the natural systems and everything. But people don't wrap their heads around the fact that like that has an effect over time. So whenever I run into people that are like, man, you know, tap water is just not as good as it used to be. Yeah, of course it's not. My grandfather used to drink the tap water and say it was delicious. I mean, I used to drink tap water in California. Like, I, I was that kid that I would I'd be at my grandmother's house. I'd go like, oh, man, I'm, I'm dying of thirst. It's 95 degrees outside. I'd go and i just freaking turn the tap on at the freaking sink. Freaking get a big glass of water, throw some ice in it from the freaking fridge, and freaking take a swig. Whatever, fine. That's cool. Now? No, I can't do that. That water has been through, like, three generational cycles of, of being cleaned and like, Seeps. and that's not the, that's not the state's fault or the city's fault or the, like the water system's fault. That's just the way that it is. So it's, it's an infrastructure thing. I mean, but it's not even infrastructure, man. Like you but can't. You, yeah. Like, dude, we're not, I mean, I don't know. We're not engineers. I don't know how deep you want to go, but like, well, no, I mean, water no, I mean, and again, Loud, you know? Yeah, it's a it's a it's a whole process of plastic. Of, a lot of plastic. Funny. I mean, you can't. Well, I mean, we're we're past we're past the point of like <laughs> figuring out where microplastics come into it, right? Like you and I are, are you and I are fifty percent microplastic at this point. We have become fifty percent microplastic, yeah. and we're kind of oxygen. I'm basically a Visa Mastercard at this point. Like yes. that's it. Yeah, I could I could just slide I'm my urinating. hand. I urinate microplastics at this point. <laughs> and I was wondering why it hurt so much, and now uh, I know. Yeah, so it's great. But um, thank you, Amazon. Thank you, Amazon. Yeah, but yes. So beyond that, man, we yeah we we've stuck on that for we stuck on that for too long. But anyway, long story short, get a get a Brita filter, people. Also, don't drink bottled water. Kind of like go with filtered water, and that's fine. But filtered anyway. Water. I'm not. I'm not gonna sit here and like and punch down at that point. Bottled water does have a lot of sodium in it, and it's it actually does. purified tap water a lot of the times. But you know what is good tap water? Uh, I'm sorry. You know what is good bottled water is when they put electrolytes, when you have some actual um, nutrition. In are you are you a smart water man? I am a smart water guy because I love brands and I'm an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I love brands. So I go with smart water because it makes me feel smarter. But I am not an Aquafina guy. I hate Nestle water. Um, I love Poland Springs water. That's my favorite water. I can't even remember how old I was when I realized the difference in water. Like that's the funny thing. It's I, weird, I, right? I, yeah, I was probably in my mid twenties. I was okay. probably in my mid twenties when I like I realized I was like, hmm, Aquafina tastes different. They taste different, yeah. Yeah, and then like I remember at some point I kind of realized I had a preferred bottled water, and like, well, it's like, oh man, have you ever been to like New Hampshire or Maine where like the it's like River Rapids and nah, it's like beautiful? I've, I've, I've never been that far up in the Northeast, man. Unfortunately. It's like wherever wherever it's bottled matters. Nestle water is bottled oh, yeah. in, in yeah. cities. You yeah. know, it's like going to Chicago and 
<laughs> just run the tap. Like, that's what Nestle's doing with their water. Shout out to Nestle. I love crunch bars. Thank you. Hmm. Uh, but other than that, yeah, your water sucks. Um, it just, like, I am a smart water guy. Um, I'm a purification water guy. And honestly, I'm a hydration homie is what I am. Oh, man. Oh, snap. Are you in... Are you in r slash hydration homies? Hashtag hydration homies. Oh my god! Yes, sir. Been there for been there for decades, sir. Since the jump. Yeah, because you gotta hydrate, man. You gotta electrolytes. You, you gotta be. It's the smartest thing you can do to combat disease, to be healthy, and make sure your body is processing. Because we are seventy percent water, mm-hmm. so you gotta drink water. And for me, I'm a <laughs> Big... I love where this, where this episode went. I love the fact that like we're suddenly on this water kick. This is so good. Yeah. I mean, I mean, but I mean, but you're right though. <laughs> yeah, man. It's it's the it's almost like the simplest knowledge that we can drop. It's like you gotta have good water, man. You, you, you like there's just some bad water out there. There's yeah. bad water. That isn't that shitty isn't it shitty we, that that's the truth of it is like oh there's just bad water have, out there it's the simplest thing we should have like good water we should all have good water everyone in the united states or even in the world should have the infrastructure to have good water because that's mm-hmm. what we all need but yeah it's not like no so it's, I, I mean and that that is the god's honest truth man that's the god's yeah. honest truth it's like you know uh Makes sense. It, it's funny you, you brought up discord before we started talking uh, before we started recording earlier Reddit? i love both I yeah love both. but you uh you had brought uh discord and stuff i have a friend in discord that um his like little tagline below his name is um uh food water and shelter should be basic human rights yes sir and and every time i see it i'm like yeah you're right and it's, it's just funny sp- how like like what we're talking about it's one of those things where like if nestle had their way right like nestle is one of the most hated companies in the world because yes, they because they wanted to basically patent water yeah their water sucks i hate nestle water yeah and they have under different brands and titles and shit mm-hmm. like i'm a i'm gonna get into this i'm a water snob i look at the label i'm like where's this water from man like I like I, I like Zephyr Hills water. Shout out to Zephyr Hills. It's pretty good. You know, it's better than fucking Nestle. Excuse my language. I mean, hey, look, I mean, listen, man. You 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 tell your truth how you need to tell your truth. Like well, I'm a, I I, I'm is. a big fan of like I've oh, got uh, I've gotten into the. I didn't know we were gonna get on like on this water kick. I'm yeah, I, I'm, no, I'm, I'm I'm actually really glad though, because so <laughs> I um like I have a hydro flask right. I fill it up every day. I take it into work. Mr. PhD of water with a hydro flask. Okay. But, but so going back to like the stuff with the tornadoes and everything, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so I had a, I had a coworker. She was affected by the tornadoes. Her house got wrecked. Oh no. Luckily, like luckily she's fine. Her family is fine. Everybody is good. Okay. The house got yes. wrecked. So we, as a, as a department in my, at my place of work, as a department, we got together and we're like, hey, we're going to go and help her get her stuff together. So we went there and we and we helped box stuff up and get as many like family heirlooms as we possibly could. All of like like the Nixon actually trying to get out of your house. Right. And 
Turn the pictures. And you know, we like we unfortunately we couldn't save everything because some stuff, some stuff the tornado just took. She apparently had this like massive like doll collection. Like I, I don't know what kind of dolls they were, if they're like porcelain dolls or whatever. But like they were all on the second floor and they all just got completely wrecked. But, oh man! But you know, like she, she saved a lot of it. Wow. So like we got a trailer together and took a bunch of her stuff to a place to get stored. She's in a better place now as far as like, you know, like she's in a temporary home until insurance helps to rebuild her place, so on and so forth. We're going to talk about that later on and like what's going on with me locally here in the Clarksville area. But yeah, we definitely want to get into that for yeah. sure. But that's beside the point. So but when it was all said and done, you know, like a lot of us had put in some hours, you know what I mean? And and we just wanted to help, but she was like, Hey, you know, I want to, I want to give a small token of thanks to all the people that helped me out and everything. And she got me this really nice water bottle <laughs> and really? yeah, like, you know, and, and an, a nice card, you know, like it, it came, you know, the whole bag and everything like that bag, nice card and stuff saying, Hey, thank you for your help. Appreciate, you know, you coming out and blase, blase, all this yeah. stuff, really nice water bottle. And I was just like, in wow. my in my brain i was like yes like that was the ultimate gift like, yeah because it, it's a it's a really nice water bottle so i'm like hell yeah you brother have it there by any chance can we scope it uh oh no unfortunately i i left it in the car it's in the car right now another segment we maybe we can, no uh, well, well hopefully so after we after we hit the break i'll no, go I, I, I will go out to the car i will i will bear the weather in order to show folks you're the, tough uh, that tough water hombre. bottle but tough um hombre. but man like it's such it's such a nice water bottle because i'm so used to my hydro flask like it's got the straw and everything but this one like it's a straight up like like you're, dude, you're tell just, what what is what makes a hydro flask a hydro flask like, what is that dude so this is gonna sound so stupid but like the hydro flask is the only bottle the only water bottle i've ever had that i could put i could fill it 90 percent full of ice fill it with water and then drink that water and then set it down, come back four or five hours later. And it will still have that same amount of ice. Like oh, the plastic thing. This is no, no, no. Like the insulation inside of the hydro flask is so good. Like it just keeps the ice. So like, okay. or, you know, like it, or, you know, if the water is cold, whatever you got going on, like it holds that temperature. And so it's so good at like, sweet. I've got ice inside this bottle. I'm going to fill it with water. Sweet. I drink the water. You know, I'm going to set it off here while I'm, you know, working or doing whatever. I want to go refill my water bottle. Go refill it. You're refilling it with ice. And so it's still nice and cold and stuff. It's just, it's such a perfectly well, um, like insulated, like, uh, like, you know, water bottle. It's just, it, it's hard to beat. Now, granted, the one that, you know, I got from my coworker, for helping out and everything like it's still really good at keeping my water cold and stuff like that yeah but it's not you know it's not quite up to there but i'm, I'm not expecting her to drop 70 dollars on a hey thanks. i mean yeah like my hydro my hydro flask was freaking was 55 dollars. really yeah man like those they're not cheap like a good a good water bottle is not cheap man like and, that, and that's the thing about it is like like this is not a game of inches. It's a game of yards. Like, if, water. 
to keep your water pure and cold. Yeah, so, man. Uh, it is. It's not a. It like this is not a game. <laughs> yeah, you got to be ahead of this stuff. You, it is not a game. You got to win. You got to win with your <laughs> with your hydro flask. But now, but you, you also have to you also have to understand though, like the yeah. hydro flask brand and the way that their water bottles are yeah. formulated and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's all marketed to a certain type of people, right? The same way that Nalgene is. I have a Nalgene bottle, and my Nalgene bottle was great when I was in a position in a place where, like, I was drinking water rapidly, right? Yeah, put it on the back of a backpack just like everybody else. Yeah, exactly. Like, like early days of, of my Army career and stuff like that, I'm out there rucking, right? I'm trying to do 12, 15 miles, and, oh, I, and I'm just I'm slamming water and everything. Jeez, Louise. And dude. so I'm just putting, you know, I'm I'm refilling this thing everywhere that I can, but you yeah. know, I'm still just slugging water. Trying not to cramp. Yeah, it, exactly. And so I'm not concerned with the <laughs> I'm not concerned with the what's it called? With the temperature of the water. I need water. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're thirsty, man. Yeah, and, and that's what Nalgene bottles are good for is like, do you need water rapidly? Hell yeah, man. Freaking slam this thing the way you like. A Nalgene bottle is the like, is the I do outdoor sports and like to hike version of I'm at my house. I'm grabbing my favorite cup from the shelf, going to the fridge and filling it with my favorite drink. That's exactly what that is. Because and we like our sippy cups, Texas Tony from Yeah, Tennessee. man. Hell yeah. Dude, if Nalgene had like a, a removable lid that just had like the the perfect like little nipple on it and like the air thing, like the airflow thing at the top where I can just like, boom, just like blast that thing without getting all over my face. Brother, we're like, we're in business. Now, Jane, talk to me. Let's go. Now, Gene, what's up? We crave your nipples. We need you. <laughs> he said, we crave your nipples. <laughs> now, Gene, we appreciate you. And yeah, no, in all seriousness, it's true. There was like a trend. Yeah. Like one. Is it, I don't know if you remember this, but at some point when I was in either middle school or high school, drinking water and drinking more water became this thing. It was like this health craze. It's almost like we became too fat. We were eating like super, super size me um, French fries and all this stuff in like the 90s. All of a sudden, this the science came out. Drink more water. Drink yeah. more water. So the, we all. The science. Out. Yeah, it's just a funny thing if you think about no, it. No, I, I think what that is, and, and not to not to belabor this point, but like get back to school, we all had Nalgene's for sure. But like, what that was is like so much of like the late '80s and early '90s was people just getting yeah. getting hydration any way they can they could, and yes, yeah, so and and like think about like what think about the efficiency of fast food at the time. It was so much easier to get a Coke than it was to get a water. No was, one knew how bad fast food was, too. Well, I mean, but bad, yeah. bad is a bad. Well, well, like, like when we're talking about the food, bad is a whole circle of things that, like, like we're not, we're not going to talk about here. But like, that's a lot wrong word. But like, we didn't focus on like, all right, how many grams of proteins in this? Uh, what's it? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like no one was no one was worried about like their caloric intake when they went to the 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 McDonald's sorry the McDonald's dollar menu. 
we became more broken down and, and scientific and then like really yeah. careful about what we put in our bodies and exercise became more important gym started opening up yeah you know, we tried to lose our fat guts and it's a whole um, different thing man it's a whole different thing yeah, yeah. but okay so we <laughs> All right. I said after I, I said after water talk we were gonna transition and so now we are gonna transition. And so we're gonna we're gonna talk about what's been happening. And like and by that I mean what's been happening with us. Mm. Okay, so what's been happening with us, Tony? Oh my god. So a lot's been happening with me. I'm a uncle now. Congratulations. Oh my god, brother. She is she is adorable. Like That's spectacular. I forgot, you know, when you're a dad, right? Like when you when you have kids, you're so focused on like, oh god, I have to keep this thing alive. <laughs> like I have to do everything in my power. I will literally, I will literally rip mountains apart to keep this, this child alive. Thing of cells. Yeah, exactly. That you produce. You need to keep it alive. You need to feed it. Yep. You need to love it. You yep. need to hydrate it, of course. Yes water yeah i um i'm guessing those are the things i'm not a dad so i don't know well i mean i mean but you're you're not wrong like kids are essentially just like really complicated house plants but house plants wow i mean but but if i'm being honest we're all just complicated house plants but if you think yes we're all just yeah we're just just, (laughs) what's that what's that meme we're all just uh we're all just monkeys with anxiety but um (laughs) There you go. Yeah. But so like, so my cousin, right? My, my literal favorite cousin, Chris, um, What's be- up, Chris? best man as wedding. One of, on. one of my favorite people on this earth, my best friend is having a baby. Awesome. And awesome. I wasn't going to like be able to be there for the birth. And like, that's not, that's not my job. Right, like he's the dad. He needs to be there. Well, you're not giving birth to the kid. No, I definitely not. But right. um, but as the uncle, right, my first inclination is I need to be there for him when he's in the early dad stage because I yeah. uh, because I am a dad. You're and, there, and I I can help out with things, right? My man, my man, Tony. Yes, I totally get that though. In all seriousness, yes, mm-hmm. yes. You're the uncle. That's your brother. Yeah. You know, it's your, it's literally either by, by blood or not. It's your bl- brother and sister. It's your yeah. nephew. Um, you're making, you're making an impact on a human's life. So what was funny was I got there and they had the baby stuff basically figured out, right? Like his mom is there. Her mom is there and they're in full grandma modes, right? Now, mind you, mind you, for his mom, first grandchild, she's ecstatic. She's over the moon. Like, she cannot be possibly happier in existence than the fact that she has a grandchild now. So she's just like, I got it. I'll take care of this. Like, I'll help them out. Da-da-da-da. I'm like, all right, man. Like, I'm, I'm backing off. Grandma's got it. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the maternal grandmother, very much the same. You know, cultural differences and stuff, you know, like, um, to be fair, my cousin Chris, the the whitest white guy you ever met in your entire life, his wife. Is he so white that he's clear? Um, eh, not quite clear. He's almost there, but the, uh, but his, um, but his wife, um, comes from a very, like, 
a very traditionally like Hispanic family and they have a lot of those same values and everything. And, and the good thing about, about my cousin is like, he does his best to like to honor those values and everything. He's not, he's not trying to override everything, anything. He wants everything to be organic. Cool. This is Caucasian, half Hispanic. Yeah. Yeah, Right. For the record, beautiful baby. The, the most luscious, freaking fro of hair i've ever seen on a, on a newborn baby just the, really? the oh the darkest blackest hair i've ever seen i was like oh my god you're gonna have the most beautiful hair that's what i kept telling every time i held that baby i was like your hair is gonna be amazing your hair's gonna be better than mine that's what i kept telling her <laughs> that's great that's good genetics i don't know anything about that. <laughs> joe said yeah. I, I haven't I seen his, i haven't I his, joe said i, I haven't seen hair since 25 <laughs> I have my own hair since 2003. Um, thank you for bringing it up, Tony. I'm going to leave. No, please don't. No. To be fair, I think you look amazing bald. Shut up, Tony. No, you do. No, you fit. You fit the. You fit the profile really well. But anyway, back to the point. Thanks so, so much for trying to be nice and being up <laughs> insulting and bringing up some tra- treacherous traumatic things oh no you're an uncle anyway an so uncle with a kid so, with what I, so what i realized is like oh man like i can't i can't help that much with the baby right yeah, yeah, like yeah. i mean like it's covered at this point right like you got new mom new dad they're in like oh they're in like hyper first kid first kid First kid, okay, so they're like wicked. Oh, they're 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 on it. They are in there like swimwear, right? Okay. So I'm like, okay, cool. Like I don't have to worry about that. They got grandma. They got grandma. Okay, fine. So All right, we got grandma. Grandma's so grandma. so I'm just like, well, what can I do, right? Like, like I'm still trying to help out, you know. Yeah. Well, and then Tony from the uncle. The is it the first nephew? First for you? No, first niece. Niece. First niece. Sorry, first niece. First niece. I I did have oddly enough I did have my first nephew from, uh, from my other cousin, a couple years back. So I have the whole trifecta figured out now. I I have, well, I'm an uncle to a nephew and to a niece. But the thing that I right, figured out right. though was Tony. What's up? The real question is, what role does the uncle take? What'd you do? So I realized that at this point in time, my job is to create unstoppable comedy in this child's life. Her name, awesome. her name is Alessandra. Beautiful name. That's beautiful. It's a beautiful name. I'll never call her that. No? No. So what I've decided is that from now until she graduates from the eighth grade, she will be every other name that begins with A-L, except Alessandra. So I started out, and, and I let her mom know this. She thought I was joking. I made it very apparent that I wasn't. She still thought I was joking. She'll figure it out eventually. But we're going to start out with Alfonso. You're going to call her Alfonso? Solid name. It's a strong, mm. strong masculine name, right? Very masculine. Then we're yes. then we're gonna go to Alicia. Yeah. All right. Okay. Then we're gonna go to Alice. Alice. Then Old Alfred. School. Alfred. Yep. Then Alejandro. Still sticking with the Hispanic origins, right? 
completely different name now. Wow. I'm just I'm just gonna do that until she graduates from the eighth grade. And then You're probably gonna make smarter. I mean, it's no, so no. I'm hoping that it's gonna yeah. give the kid a really strong funny bone, is what I'm hoping. Well, maybe yeah, maybe that's it. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's positive. No, uh, but I mean, but the thing though is like like the way I look at it is like I had that uncle. I like listen, my name is Tony. What rhymes with Tony? Boney. Or baloney. Baloney. I was Tony Baloney until I was twelve years old. And then by the time I was twelve years old, I was six I was six foot tall. And so everybody called me the Jolly Green Giant. So, I was Joe Jerk. Tony. I mean that's and listen, so, listen. But don't worry. But you You're had right. but you had an uncle throwing it at you. That's the thing. That that's their whole that's the whole purpose of the that's, uncle is to make sure know. that you got yeah, you exactly. You got that thick skin. You got that thick yeah. skin, and that you understand, like you can't, you can't take yeah. yourself too serious. But also that your uncle will kill anybody that tries to come at you wrong. That's yeah. right, and that's, that's true. What I'm here for. It's like a big, it's like a big brother. You get the cool gifts mm-hmm. at Christmas. You always got the best gifts. Oh, your yeah. uncle always comes through with the cool gift. Uh, thank God, my my brother just had um, uh, my niece Emmy. Um, and we got Camden, so we got I got a, a niece and a nephew, bro. I come through with the coolest gifts. No one's gonna, I'm crushing your gifts. uncle Joey. I'm Uncle Joey, I'm Uncle Joe, I'm crushing gifts. That's what I do, exactly, man. Uh, I'm not as smart as you with the names, I never thought of that. That's genius. Um, but <laughs> I do, I'm, I'm the high five uncle, we're keeping it, yeah, we're keeping man. Things- and I'm throwing the football with mm-hmm. Camden. Um, yeah, I'm the cool. I'm the cool. Uncle, yeah, you know, like you, know, like like you walk in, and as soon as you see your niece or nephew, the first thing you do, you dap them up. You because, dap them exactly because then they know yeah. you're cool. My like, chest bump. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I mean, honestly, like like whatever they're into, whatever is generationally acceptable at that point. Like exactly. you, you, you go in there for it. That yeah. way they are connected to you because it's like, yes, this person is my father's peer, but they are on the same level of me <laughs> intellectually, <laughs> right? Like you're almost bringing yourself down to their level, but you want Absolutely. that. Yeah. Yeah. Because you remember being a kid. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. Like you remember being a kid. You remember being a kid growing up. In your own parents' household, along with yeah. with your sibling, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to like, you're trying to expand that experience of being a kid along positive. with, yes, 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 the experience the, yes, the yeah. the positive experiences of is like, yeah, man, we're gonna fucking ball out. You and me, we're gonna freaking ball out. And we're gonna have a great time. We're going to do all the fun stuff that you want to do because it's the fun stuff that I want to do because I'm just a boring ass adult. But I get to do, I get, I have the, <laughs> as your uncle, I have the excuse of doing all this fun stuff with you. Let's go. Bro, it's, it's an excuse to, to have that fun. Yeah. Get out in the backyard, throw the ball around. Yeah, man. <clears throat> Run around, just fucking get in the pool, throw them, around, throw them in the water. Um, and the thing, you know. and the thing is, yeah. like, like as a dad, 
and, th- and, this, and this is the funny thing too is like as a father like i've had those experiences like i've done those scenes with my kid but i was a, i was a lot younger when i did it like when my kids were you know three four five where they want to do a lot of stuff i was in my early 20s you know okay. and okay. like like as a five-year-old i take my daughter to the pool she wants to play and she wants to really? go hard and i'm 20 years old hell yeah man let's go i'm tossing her around i'm having a good time she's having she's a good... swimming... oh yeah 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 she's you know she's got the floaties the whole that you know the the that that weird like it's part bathing suit part life vest thing that going floaty. on you know it yeah <laughs> it goes around the front you know yeah you know what i'm talking about will just kind of float to the top <laughs> but like i get yeah i know i know but you know like as a dad you're doing all that when you're younger and then your kids get older yeah and then your 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 siblings who maybe are the same age as you but like have kids younger or sorry have kids older you know go through the same process as you did time now you get to have all that fun again that's the great that's the that's the amazing thing of being an uncle is like yeah i did this with my kids when they were five now i get to do it with your kid while they're five it's gonna that's be cool it's gonna be rad both ways tony it's family yes that's the and that's, that's the that's the best thing about it i show up i'm uncle tony and everyone's like oh snap man it's uncle tony da, 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 da. And i'm like hell yeah man i'm uncle tony and then after right. after about three days of like oh man mom and dad are wore out because of the holidays which i get it the protectors the lovers the nurturers the, yeah the exactly yeah like they're wore out you know what i mean and those kids those kids still need that person to just go yeah. and be a person with them it's like no nah, man let's go let's go you take them throw the ball yeah, dude you take it off the bed and trail that the the you know mom and dad gets a take a break for me my brother and my sister-in-law get to take a break i'll take the kids out in the backyard we'll have a great time yeah I'll make sure they don't hurt or die yeah I, I i promise i will bring your child back to you in the same condition that i that i took them from you yeah i mean don't worry don't worry i mean but i, I definitely have that conversation with in-laws where i'm like hey we're gonna go outside oh um, well, i don't know listen 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 listen, listen. We're gonna get some super soakers man we're gonna get some nerf <laughs> Well, not in Wyoming, you're not. Not in, not in Wyoming in February. Are you taking super suckers outside? But it's like, listen, we're gonna get this. Wyoming? We're gonna get this four wheeler. <laughs> it'll, yeah, it'll be no, fine. I promise. Not at all, dude. No, but eventually, I will get my little nephew Camden the backpack, the super soaker three thousand. There you course. go. Every there you go. Um, Remember when? Hold on. So so real quick, because you just brought something up to me that i was thinking about a little while ago yep remember when you were convinced that there were certain levels of like super soakers yes like certain levels of like of 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 of, uh like water guns that were superior to others in performance yeah if you gotta keep if you gotta keep fucking um there was the super soakers like the 150 the 250 the 300 mm-hmm. like i literally this is all coming back to me oh yeah 37. yep Oops. yes yeah see like you're right. you're rolling off these numbers and i'm seeing the model in front of my eyes 
it's not the good one like the the 3000 with the backpack and like the i don't know if it was the 3000 whatever it was it had this pressure stream that would just annihilate anyone on the other team with water luscious purified hydrated water (laughs) it all comes back to water with us joe on a 90 degree day on a because because it's a summertime and no one's yeah, in school exactly you know I mean? like i grew up in a condo complex where we all like all the kids like kind of just got together we had a we had a basketball court area we play cops and robbers we would do nerf guns and we would mm-hmm. do super soakers dude and we would do uh water balloons water balloons bro i'm saying oh, let's man. bring back water balloons oh man. my god dude don't even get me started because I think about like so my high school, right? So I'm from I'm from California. I'm not even from Southern California. Cal- I'm from I'm from like dead in the center, California. Okay. 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 So when you talk about like aw snap, the summertime, yeah, it gets hot, man. It it gets hot where I'm at. It's like, Is it like the desert or the valley or something. I mean, it's in the valley, but like. Like you understand where I'm from, it's where we grow everybody's everything. So gotcha. like, like, gotcha. th- like <laughs> this is why I this is why I always tell people all the time. When people ask me where I'm from, I tell them from California. Like, where are you from in California? And I say, do you like guacamole? I love guacamole. That is a random uh, question, though. You're welcome. Thank you. Because wow. where yeah. I'm from in California, we grow. A metric, uh, a metric uh, fuck ton of avocados. Yeah, I heard that uh, Cali has like all four seasons. It has mountains, rivers, valleys, deserts, Brother, like the everything, the earthquakes, like anything that is everything that could happen in California. I don't often crazy. get the chance to say this, but California is the place where you can find all the good and all the bad, and mm. a lot wow. of the in between. But in the grand yeah. scheme of things, in the middle of May, huh? On a crystal blue sunny day, it'll be seventy two degrees. You'll walk outside and be like, "Fuck, man, I'm glad I live here." It doesn't, nice. it, and it doesn't matter what you're making, doesn't matter who you work for, whatever, like you know the situation or whatever. Like, it's just really good to live there. Anyway, that's okay. what, that's about the point. But in May in May in Massachusetts, you never know what the hell is going to happen. It could yeah, be snowing, raining. It could be beautiful. <laughs> And that's the that's the thing that but you know what's funny though is like being from the West Coast, right? That's so intriguing. It's so yeah. intriguing to to think about places that like nah, you're, it's like, you're, oh yeah, it's like oh it's August, but ooh fuck it's cold. It's like bro, August in California, we're still in like the high seventies. High seventies, like, low humidity? Yeah, I mean, no humidity, man. We don't have humidity. Nope. You can't grow oranges with humidity. We're over here trying to fucking like make oranges. orange drinks. Hold up, hold up. You guys grow oranges in Cali, brother. We grow oranges. We grow apples. We grow all of your. We grow all of your tree nuts. We grow avocados. We grow grapes. We grow strawberries. We grow peaches. Damn. And I, you grow taxes. You grow taxes pretty big too, buddy. Look, man. But look, man. Look. I'm just gonna go negative Nancy on that one. I mean, I mean, listen, you can hate us because you ain't us. That's fine. I do hate you because I ain't yeah. And <laughs> I, 
I do want to learn how to surf. When I was in middle school, I had this obsession with being a personality, a Cali surfer personality. Uh, for some reason, I was a weird dude. I was a weird kid. Um, but <laughs> that's yeah. not weird. That's completely natural. You wanted to surf, brother. That's a, that's the most natural thing a human can want to do. Tony, you know what it is? Because when you when you grow up on the East Coast, you hear about how awesome and chill the West Coast is. It's it's you know, mad chill, brother. I want to go check it out, man. It's mad chill. It is. The funny thing is, is when I first met you, like not that not to divert from this particular point of conversation, but when I first met you, I was like, this guy has had to have spent some time in like Washington, Oregon. So you would think that, yes, yeah. because and then when you're and you're like, nah, man, for this West of Oregon is like Florida, and I'm like, what? <laughs> I was like, it's brother, funny. there's no way. Let me bring that up. Lately in my in my professional and personal life, I have not been a cannabis connoisseur. Uh, I really should be. It would chill me out more. Um, but like since college, you know, I've I've always been a very um, kind of an old school hippie mentality kind of thing. You know, peace and love and um, the human spirit. Yeah. Uh, and just like not getting bogged down and not doing math, you know, because well, don't do that. Drug. Yeah, it's battery acid. I'm not, I'm not cool with that. Um, but other than that, um, the, the oranges sound delicious. And uh, I know you guys uh, actually sell them on the side of the road. I've seen that in movies. Uh, this is how, <laughs> this is how stereotypical my perception of Cali is, is Hollywood. Uh, San Diego, the Northern Triangle, and there's like Mexico. I mean, you're not too far off. The thing, the thing though, that a lot of people don't take in the the thing that a lot of people don't take into consideration when it comes to California is like there's a whole, there's a whole middle portion of California. Yeah, I have no idea. That's my own ignorance and stupidity. Well, no, no, no. But but that's the thing though is like it's not it's not popularized. Like no one's making movies about the the central valley yeah no one's doing that about i mean no no no. actually to the fact they did george lucas did in american graffiti Um, you go back and watch american graffiti american graffiti takes place in modesto california fucking shout out 209 because that's like town usa as well as stone all right stone massachusetts rabbin yeah there we go but like american american graffiti takes place like literally down the road from where i'm from and Oh yeah, really? And it's 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 hilarious to me because like you watch that movie and you see what those kids are getting up to, and it's like I did that shit in the nineties. I mean, hmm. like late nineties, early two thousands. But like, you know, the stuff those kids were getting it up to in like the like forties and fifties. You know what I mean? Like that's what you, you that's what you did in California. Tony, I gotta know though. Did you did you watch TRL? Oh day. my god, brother! Did I watch TRL? You guys watch TRL? I Cal- watched like- so much TRL. Yeah. Are you kidding? Like, I was glued to it. Like, I had so you know how so back in the day for those that are maybe younger viewers of this uh, particular program. So back in the day when you had cable, you had a. Uh, now, if you don't know, cable is this technology. <laughs> uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't, I don't want to be pandering. I don't want to be. Yeah. I don't want to be pandering because I imagine that we probably do attract a certain older demographic. 
But I was gonna talk about black boxes, but never mind. Oh man, oh those old black boxes. You you get HBO, you get Cinemax. Yeah, yeah everything. You just wire that in, you yeah. get the cable guy. You yeah. Cut, you just cut that. Yeah. You, like you knew a guy. You just cut that shit into the freaking cable. But doesn't he splices it out? There's a whole thing. Never mind. We're not yeah. getting into it. It's an extra, it's an extra fifteen dollars a month, and you know what? It's the best fifteen dollars you ever spent. That's twenty bucks in twenty bucks in his pocket, but that's yeah, not the point. Not but the point. When you were watching cable, you had a recall button typically on your remote. And so it would oh, be yeah. whatever channel you were watching and the channel you were watching before. The last button. Yeah. The la yeah, last recall, whatever. I was as a kid growing up in the late 90s, early 2000s, I was hitting that button between MTV and VH1. VH1. Constantly. <laughs> Brother, people don't, people don't understand how pivotal VH1 was from an educational standpoint behind for our generation. Yeah, just behind the music. Like, you learn so much. That, like, I learned yes. all of Madonna's freaking early discography into the 80s because of VH1. I didn't know what the frick madonna had going on like i saw a bunch of her music videos and stuff but like i yeah. had not known what she had going on in like the late 80s and stuff and like you're like oh my this, this is amazing like i i every know morning. i know all this stuff now mm -hmm. every morning there was a top 10 yeah exactly and it's just it's so weird now to think about what you were what you were able to cook up and what you were able to find and it's so funny because like like think about yeah. it now like think about it nowadays nowadays thanks to like streaming services things like youtube twitch different outlets digitally you can basically plan your day like, yeah totally like like realistically if you follow certain content creators if you follow certain you know shows and things like that you have it down to the mint like yeah. People know when certain shows are coming out on like Max or Netflix and stuff, and they're like, "Oh snap, it just launched." I mean, for me, it was um, a new a new uh, video game, right on uh, Xbox Game Pass. I knew when it launched down to literally the hour because of because of my phone, because of my smartphone. Mm. Yeah, you set an alert on the smartphone, a reminder. Exactly. Oh, right. And, yeah. and like, and because you searched it before, your phone's like, yo, man, got this news about this thing you're interested in, whatever. Yeah. And it keeps it in your, it keeps it in your brain. Like yeah. you're, you're reminded about it. It's like, it keeps, you remember. But, ba but back then, you didn't have that. Back then, you woke up on a Saturday. You yeah. turned on MTV or you turned on, yeah, you know, you, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, you turned on cartoons, you turned on uh, VH1, you turned on freaking, you know, whatever, you know, like, uh, like WB, whatever it was. And hey. yeah, you knew the show that would be on, but you didn't know what was going to be on. Like, you didn't know what the context was going to be, especially with things that were so much more broadly scoped in what they were putting out. Like, uh, like... Say by the Prince of Bel Air, Full House. I mean, but like, I mean, but like, but like, like those were shows. But think about like, think about like SNL, like think SNL. like think about That's like right. SNL coming out every Saturday. SNL comes out, and they have a new uh, 
a new host every week and a new musical number every week. And you have no, and it was really funny too. I mean, yes, it was, it was, it was legitimately funny, but also like the, the, the the one I point back to was like, no one expected Shanae O'Connor to rip up the picture of the Pope on live television. Like you couldn't do that now. It would never, I mean, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It pissed off a lot of people, but like, that's the, there's a lot of, and like everything's structured yeah there's no problem there's no like what the hell just happened kind of thing exactly everything's like all right exactly now this is like no one no one has that moment anymore of like what just happened like there's never that like inquisitive moment of like oh shit like this this just like this just blew up in front of us you know what i mean like and now granted yes like to a certain extent it does still happen in the like in the microcosm of like Twitch and YouTube and things like that, but because Rumble. of how, but Marvel. but be- Rumble's on the live stream news right now is on that for sure. Yeah, but like, but the reason I bring up like YouTube and Twitch is because like those are very like curated audiences the people that are watching this stuff on specific youtube channels and specific um twitch streams where to go to get there they get there really exactly and and those are the affected audiences but like you know the stuff that happened with cable when we were younger and stuff like that that happened to everybody yeah everybody all demographics yes it it hit it it hit everybody and so that's why it, yeah. It's kind of weird when you think about it now. We're in this like new wave of, I like almost say, it's kind of split where you get your info and news or yeah. whatever you do for entertainment. Yeah. Is these are so much more five, siloed now. Yeah, you yeah. can go to like you said YouTube and and check out a creator or another hundred different options of creators. You can go to Rumble. You can go to OTT. You go to Blind Knowledge on Roku. We're on Roku. Um, we're on there. You know, like which is a weird thing in itself. We're mm-hmm. on demand. Like on demand came from cable. Yeah. Um, you know, which uh, established the. You remember the TV Guide? God, yeah. We're all- yeah, but yeah. now everything's on demand. Everything's just whenever you need it, it's there. It's uh, yeah. kind of wacky. And that's the thing. Is radio, like... radio was popular too back then. And if you don't know what radio is, this is an old school technology uh, <laughs> where there's F AM bands. And we actually used to have this dude, Casey Kasem, every Sunday. And he would break down like all the cool pop songs. You know? God, you're Before Bob and Spot. Tom. Dude, yeah, I'm just playing. But yeah, man, I mean, that's where you... Yeah, that's where you heard Fastball the Way. That's where you heard Oasis. That's where you heard that summer, that summer jam. Man. You just remind me. You said Fastball the Way, and I just I'm I a... and all I remember is the summer of that song coming out and then, seeing that video over and over and over again and getting over so and over sick like, over again. You know, on MTV at the point where you're like, what? So like, I, I was so to... sick of it. I was so every time a video would come on, I would just like change the channel and I would walk into the other room. Like, I don't want to listen to this. Yeah. But no, you got Carson Daly, he's on the TV. Hell you yeah. Run home, you get off the bus, run home after school, you know? Yeah. And you watch yep, yep. Eminem and 
Spears and Carson Daly's on there, and there's like everyone's waving, and you you're like, oh, I want to go check out New York. That looks really cool, even in the rain. They're in the so, rain. It's the only looks- only thing that made me ever want to go to New York City was uh, was TRL, and I was like, oh shit, stuff is. And, then, and that's the dude, thing is like, a, it, you know what? Right. Okay, so <laughs> this like. is this is actually something that I want to talk to you about. Yeah, but okay. I Let's do but it. we we need to take a break. So oh, what we're gonna do is. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about something that I had kind of realized, thanks to my kids, oddly enough, and Mm. that kind of ties into the media consumption that Joey and I had as youth. So Interesting. Let's get real with them. What do you think, Tony? Oh, yeah. So we will be right back. All right, and we are back from our illustrious break. It was great. Had to stretch the legs a little bit, as it were. Joe's just out here stretching everything, all the muscles, actually. I'm listening to Britney Spears, dude. She was number one on a Thursday back in the day. Man. Remember when anybody could be number one on anything, like any time of the week? Christina Aguilera, number one on a Wednesday. You're like, girl, what are you doing? All right, so Christina Aguilera, Genie in the Bottle, was the first time that I discovered, well, if you know, you know. That you like uh, girls? My first, yeah, that I love women. I love girls. That was like my first crush. Wet dream, call it what you want. Like, totally. Totally. Like, that. That's dude, that show took took over. It yeah. took over, man. It was. TV took over. It was a big. Uh, I remember uh, the first time I saw the. About- Hit me, baby, learned one more time video, and I was like, "Whoa!" I learned about sex. Um, there was a show. <laughs> there was a show on TV that was on at like eleven, twelve, one o'clock. Undressed. It was called uh-huh. Undressed. And I used to, we used, to, I used to be on the phone because when you were, when you were a teenager back then, you were on the phone a lot with your girlfriend for hours for yep. some ridiculous reason. Before texting with the brick Nokia phones, because you were in love, bro. In love, dude. I was fucking, dude. I was a, I was a bad, bro, bro. I was, I was, uh, I was doing the thing, but I didn't know what I was doing. So I'm watching Undress, and that's how I learned, like, about all that shit, like everything, like every everything. Like I didn't learn Birds and the Bees from my mom or school or anything. It was Undress on MTV. It was crazy. Everything. That was that was growing up. This stuff was like, this stuff is in my brain. And like, if you think about it, kids and um, you know the youth today, it's totally different. Oh yeah, totally I mean, different. What's no funny terror. is like, unfortunately, I go wake my kids up in the morning. Right, both of them are doing the same thing. They have their sleep. they have their yeah. I mean, I mean they're asleep, but they fell asleep listening to a Spotify playlist. Oh, okay. When I was a kid, okay, I fell asleep listening to the radio on on my, a boombox. Nope, on my Sony Walkman. Sony Walkman. I got a cassette player or CD player. Possibly. I got a Sony Walkman as a yeah, Christmas gift when I was eleven or twelve. I can't remember, but. I remember thinking it was so cool because I could listen to the radio anywhere. Yeah. 
pipe in the AM. And then, yep. And then, really, really cool. Or you had an extra couple bucks too. You got the Sony Walkman with the extra button, especially at a CD player. It would be anti something. It'd be like anti skip. Mm -hmm. That never worked. Never worked, right? But I. But my particular Sony Walkman that never, I never put a tape in that thing. But or black. I would fall asleep listening to Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. Love Line? Love Line, baby. Bro. And that's that's where I learned what sex was. Like, that's where I learned, like, oh, this is how, this is how people get down. I I remember this one specific caller calling in. I will probably never forget this so long as i live but this one's uh this one specific caller calling in asking if it was wrong for her to be exploring her sexuality using an electric toothbrush like to like to like (laughs) to like make the magic happen right and this this is the 90s god only knows where this girl is from you know what i mean like she may be i i can't remember like you know if she had like, like said where she was like based out of or whatever but like you know it's a thing of like she could be from a very like conservative very you know very strictly religious yeah. household and she's just trying to figure out who she is but she but she got the uh you know she got the number for love line and called in and was like yo i'm just trying to figure out what the fuck is going on with my body and and in my brain <laughs> Am I wrong? Am I right? What is going on? And I think Adam about Carolla I, was on podcaster for a long time before Joe Rogan. Dude, that guy. I I think I think about those episodes now. Like I listen back to it. Well, I wish I could listen back to it. I wish there was like an archive for all that old AM FM radio stuff. Where like, probably you is. know, like like you're never gonna be able to find those old episodes of of love of Loveline again. Yeah, probably. From yeah, like from like the mid to late nineties and stuff like that when you know Dr. Yeah, you know, Dr. Drew was I mean he wasn't a nobody, but like he wasn't a major radio personality. Oh he, but he was trusted. Yeah, he was he's Dr. Drew. Yeah, he was trusted, but he was trusted because Adam Carolla had vouched for him. You know what I mean? Well, I got these why am I itchy down mm-hmm. under? Why is this happening? I dude, of course, STDs and stuff, man. Like it was it's crazy to All think that. of it's crazy to think about how much that stuff has like gone. Tony's I was just gonna say schools were doing abstinence teaching. Oh yeah. I remember that. Oh god. So they did Oh no, I remember you. I was there. <laughs> you get a blowjob or you get chlamydia yep. or like Yeah. Or like yeah. okay to do anal and it's like, and it's one abstinence. or the other. It's not, there, there's no in between. You either, mm-hmm. you either stay yeah. pure. Right. Or you get of, chlamydia. Right, right. There'd be a lot of religious folks that grew up in very strict families. So like a pastor's daughter would call into it's, love line. And it's like, crazy to think. Candle and I put the wax candle halfway inside me. Is that okay? <laughs> like, can I use an electric toothbrush? It's so crazy, like, man, to think about that stuff now. Like you think no. you think about that, that stuff now, like the stuff that people were just asking, because it was a format where like Loveline came on for me anyway, where I was in the West Coast. Loveline came on at like ten o'clock at night, ten, eleven o'clock at night. It was late. 
it yeah. was late. It for was sure. late. And so like it's this thing of um like it's almost this like guaranteed autonomy because it's so late. You know your parents are asleep. They're not listening to the radio. And it's all yeah. it's it's all happening live. You're just getting the answer there in the moment with the person. Yeah, they're broadcasting it and people are going to hear it, but no one's recording it. And so it's real. It's real. you're you're just getting an answer from Adam and Dr. Drew. Mm-hmm. And you can you can have that peace of mind. But now you have to constantly consider the fact that like someone is recording this. Someone is making is making this interaction into content. That's the difference now than than then. And that's the that and that, that that's the thing that I I point out when I talk about like, you know, when I go to wake my kids up in the morning, they, they don't have headphones in, but they're just listening to a Spotify playlist because they're not listening to anything live because anything live going on now is recorded. Just like this. Well that there are events that you can't miss back in the day. Yeah. Events that you can't miss because at 6 p.m., this is going to happen. If, if you miss it, it's not recorded. There's no playback. There's no way to I'll do it on demand. You miss it. I and recorded. Now, 6 p.m. So I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna transition from this, which I don't, I don't know if it's a good radio or good podcasting to, like, announce your transitions. But, hey, it is what it is, whatever. But I am, I, I am going to transition from this point. But I recorded the very last the last moments of my favorite radio station from back home in the Valley. Really? Yep. There was, it was rock. It was uh rock 95.1. Rock 95.1. And they were like the, like, like alternative slash rock station. And everybody listened to them cause they played, you know, like when I was, I'm a kid, right. I'm, Transitioning into high school. So like it was a lot of like corn, limp biscuit, deftones, you know what I mean? Like all like all that I mean, very angry music. We were a very yes. angry generation, if we're being honest with ourselves. Tony, I was rocking out to corn at four AM yesterday. Brother. I was having like a I was having like old school playback. Dude, okay, hold on, and, hold on, hold on. Real quick, real quick divergence, real quick divergence. Favorite corn album. Favorite corn album, mm-hmm. bro. Got the life. Oh, brother, it's it's follow the leader. Oh, follow the leader. It's always too. it's always follow the leader. Oh yeah, my god. Other stuff before the, the man just the, well, not mm, pop, just underrated. music that punches you in the face. Like the in the, the music the music doesn't love you. The music doesn't want you to love it. The music is there and it's noise and you're listening to the noise and then suddenly <laughs> it punches you in the face. It if you fucking feel it, yep. and bro, Feedly, I think it was a Feedly. Yep, Feedly. Yeah, he used to tune his he used to tune his strings so low that they would like the loop. Like no one, no the one loosest no bass did. strings in the business, baby. Yeah, like it was so fucking low. Yeah, um, oh. that was underrated. So, I thought they were yeah. kind of pop when I was a kid, oh. but they're not. No, they're like, not. Rock. They're yeah. That's like, like listening no to, one, listening to, like, listening to Jonathan Davis sing lyrics yeah, is the, the rawest version of emotion 
you can a hear from an artist. Badass too. Mm-hmm. Out there just being a fucking himself. Just walling. He went through some shit, you know, his background, but oh yeah. He went through but he, but he was just, I mean, back in the day, they started out as like a, like, you know, like a pseudo pop rap band. And then yeah. freaking, he just, uh, he just decided to wall out, dude. And then, yeah, God just, just, ma- just made, you. just made his, made his bones just destroying people's eardrums. Anyway, Absolutely. that's, that's wow. what that's the point. It wasn't about C chords and G chords and power no. chords. It was just about it was be- just, it was about being the loudest. It was about being the most obnoxious, and it was about making was, lyrics that made you actually listen to the track. That was the difference. Like rebels, yeah. It was about being fucking angry about shit. Yes, Jonathan Davis, like ra- like Corn, Raging Against yeah. Machine, Limp Biscuit, all those all those freaking bands. Know. We're putting Dang. lyrics out when you're listening to it on the radio, and the first time you hear it, and you're actually listening to the freaking, you're sitting, you're sitting there in traffic, right? You're sitting, you're, there in traffic. you're just, you're just sitting there in your car, and the radio is playing, and this shit is going yeah. on. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could, motherfucker, right? Yeah, now. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I could fuck some shit up. As it turns out, yeah. Shit right As a matter now. of fact, Fuck. all I do think about is sex. You know what I mean? Like it's like it yeah, starts taking you in. Like you start really listening to the freaking lyrics, and it's the lyrics that you're actually art. That's yeah. The definition, greatest, the definition, the greatest definition of art I've ever heard, or good art, is it's um, stuff that you can't describe but you feel it. Mm-hmm. Good art, you feel. If you, if you don't feel it, it's not good. That's that's what I always learned. And raging, uh, not just raging against the machine. Who I still want to see. Tom Morello is a god. Um, but probably one uh, of the greatest. Red, gu- probably one of the greatest guitarists to ever live. Bro, for sure, one of the best. Yeah. Red Hot Chili Peppers, bro. Yeah. Uh, Stone Temple Pilots, who I got to see before before um, what's his name died. Um, there was so uh, that '90s alternative rock scene was ridiculous like river rave shows it was so like i mean think think of just Ozfest. think of think of the whole the whole run of like 1994 to 1999 run of Ozfest lineups that old that first kid rock album brother it was it was so much of just like we're mad and we're really fucking mad for reasons and you need to listen why we're mad and yeah. it's just it, it's, it's crazy when it's crazy when you go back and look at it now because like yeah i i, I was, think about we were yeah we were pissed yeah we were, we were <laughs> yeah and we were youth and we were just like ah, yeah we just need to be electric well, it's angry. it's it's funny because like this is just oh man this is so off of the run of show but like when i think about when i think about that music and i think about how that music affected me in my youth and i think about how all of that turned out like like what molds me right Mm -hmm. i think about the fact that like i didn't know why i was mad I knew that I was mad. Yeah. But like, you're not really 
articulate. You're not. You're not putting it into words. You know, when you're 17, 16, 18 years old, like there's so much, there's so much else going on in your body that you don't, you weren't able to really. Oh yeah. Hormones and shit. Yeah. Like, like, like you don't know where it's all coming from. Like, you know, it's there and you, and you need to like, you need to manifest it into a thing, but you don't know what, it's all coming from. And then I look at all the guys that are my age came up around my age and what they're doing now and how all of it is kind of shaped around that anger. Like, like, like one of the guys that I grew up with that I, I considered not really a, I wouldn't say a role model, but a creative inspiration. Okay. His name is John Soares, and he has done so many amazing creative things in film and television. He's worked in a lot of different places. John John Soares, inspiration. But he has he's done some stuff. When you look at what he's doing, it's it comes from a place like he has a he's a he's a very penitent and religious man. And so it has, that's, it has those roots in it, but it's so much of it is grounded in violence because in the nineties, when you're trying to, you know, like you take a lot of your inspirations from different artistic mediums and like think of like anime and action in the nineties and things like that. And like, and just how stories were propelled in those ways and so much of his stuff is like no it comes from this grounded place of reverence but before 9 11 before yeah yeah, all, yeah and and all of it before then but like so much of his stuff is what i what i tell people when i show it to them is like no this is a reverent man but he likes nunchucks yeah a lot of his, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly, right? The nunchucks are badass, <laughs> but it's so it's much, tough. yeah, it's so much of that where like, it's just, it's just you're finding your you're finding your place and you're finding your voice and you're trying to articulate it in the mediums and methods that you have experienced, and so. You know, when you're looking at the nineties and you're looking at a lot of the guys that are making films and stuff like that, like like look at nineteen nineties action movies and animation and the cartoons. Schwarzenegger. Yeah, and the all over that, man. And the You're right. The, I and, know where you're going with this. Yeah, right. and the music and stuff like that that came out of that. And then look at the people that are making stuff now and mm-hmm. look at how it mirrors and it doesn't mirror in the same way. As like, oh, hey, this is like a one-to-one, like, oh, this guy really likes Commando, so he made a Commando ripoff. It has it has flavors of that, but he decided to kind of like make it a little bit different and to kind of flesh out things because when he asked the question of why does John Matrix cry, well, this is the answer. So, yeah. So, yeah, there was a lot more feeling to the art, to the music, especially like 
Um, do you're right. Like we, the youth of the youth of the nation, right? The POD song. Yeah. We are. We are. Youth oh of the man, nation. I I love like, that album. I love that whole um, album. Great album. That whole um, genre um, has a lot of underground, uh, alternative rock, emo came out then that's when i started playing guitar dude i was i was playing in church basements at 17 um playing those i wish i had had half a brain to pick up a freaking instrument back then yeah i learned how to play guitar when i was in high school I, i i took a music theory class through berkeley um i was i was recording in boston by 18 like i was doing the damn thing for sure but the most fun i ever had was moss shows playing drop d guitar three chords where everyone's just banging into each other yeah we don't know why yeah. we don't know what we're doing you're just playing we're just we're just rocking raging the fuck out for five bucks because we got <laughs> pent up frustration but we sold out the vfw because no one else had anyone we didn't have anything else to do so it's better than doing something you know rebellious and illegal or wrong it's or better whatever. than being so- out in the street doing crack right I was thinking that too. It's not drugs, not crack, you know, spiking in your arm. You just like, there's 300 fucking 17, 18, 19 year olds raging out at the VFW. Like, that's the crazy thing when you think, when you think about it, right? It's like, you know, all the shit that our parents complained about us doing. (laughs) Yeah. All of the shit. Like, I remember my aunt and uncle getting on to me. So, for the record, for those that, Maybe you want to read my autobiography someday. It'll come out, I promise. But Texas somebody from Tennessee, the autobiography. Yeah, I honestly that might be the fucking that might be the title, brother. Who knows? The title for sure. But um, I remember just wondering why people got on to me for the things I like to do. You know what I mean? Like, why they give you a hard time for it? Yeah. Just give me a hard time because I wasn't because I wasn't making trouble. That's the thing is like I yeah like exactly. I wasn't like I was a, That's a by by all accounts I was a goddamn boy scout. So it's like why are you getting on my case? Yeah, I um I get that. And I think that's why we our our generation when we were in, in our teenagers, uh teenage years, we were angry is like why are you questioning what I'm doing? Yeah, exactly. Why are you on me with what I'm doing? I'm I'm doing what you're telling me to do. I yeah. don't want to do what you're telling me to do, but yet I'm not doing the right yeah, thing. Yeah, exa- exactly. It's like, no, man, I followed the rules and you're still kind of on my ass. Like, Yeah, it's like, but you can't give me a solid uh, solid answer on this, that, and the other thing. And yeah, like, and and God forbid you should help me out, help me to figure out like how taxes work or anything like that. How to balance a checkbook. How yeah. To Account, like I had to learn all that from my goddamn ex-wife. But like, yeah, <laughs> or student loan. How to know that student loans actually? You got to pay those motherfuckers back. Turns out, really expensive. <laughs> like, yeah, man, it's so funny now looking back at it. You know, it's like, oh man, it's so weird now to think about what we grew up with and what we and what we grew up through. And that's the thing is like, like you and I are not the accumulative knowledge of our generation. We're not like, we're, we're far from it. We are a, we are, we, we are two. What's that? I have friends when I was growing up that went through a whole lot of other bullshit that I did. 
Yeah. I was looking grateful. I was just distracted with, with whatever else I was doing. But but I'm saying is like even if you boiled up to the top, right? Yeah. The like the best of what came out of our generation and everything, you and I still do not equate to the accumulative experience of our generation. You know what, Tony? I still have that chip on my shoulder and that fuck you attitude, to be quite honest, even at 37. Yeah. Um, I have, maybe it's from the music we listen to, or maybe it's from that political time. Maybe it's just from growing up in that time period, being told something and being like, fuck you, you're wrong. Yeah. Like, and being proud and happy to say that because it was free to say that. And I was right. But like, whatever it was. But, uh, but. Hey. I put it into blind knowledge too. I put I put it into every day of my life, of like you know what, dude? No, I got two balls. I I've like I've lived some life, bro. Don't fucking tell me, you know. You know, respectfully, not too much sometimes. Yeah. But also, wrong. but also, sometimes you can change the world. No, you're right. But also, think about it you in control, the control think, the weather. But think about it in the respect of like. The overall cumulative experience. Like, yeah. you and I are not, like, you and I, like, we're, we're, we're differentiations of coast to coast, right? West coast. Literally. Yeah, West East coast, coast, East coast, right? Literally. Two, yeah, you two were dudes, a scout. I was, two, I was a book nerd. Yeah, two dudes are just having to freaking find each other thanks to one good man yeah. from India, right? One but, dude from India. Yeah. Right. But in the grand scheme of it all, it's like like there's no reason why we should have met. And I mean, granted and, and now granted, right, if we're yeah. if we're going down yeah. into the thick of it, okay. Yeah. So let's let's assume the internet doesn't happen the way that it does. And wow. And we're still just kind of like stuck in our silos and everything. Even in those silos, you and I are not the uh, the cumulative experience of our generation. No. Even in it's those like places, and that's bro, the that's the back, crazy thing. I'm back different, totally different. And we're that's different, the but we're like in some ways too. No, no, no. no. It's almost like kind of kind of got us here. No, no, no. But and you're right. But what I'm saying though is like. Like you and I cannot speak for, like for the whole, you know what I mean? I see what you're saying, but props to the internet too. Yeah, because without the internet, like you're again, you're West Coast, I'm East Coast. Like the digital media stuff, the internet radio stuff I was doing, the the network stuff that you were doing. You were in the army, dude. I had I I don't have the balls to be in the army, bro. I, I mean, was a music. I was a fucking music kid. I mean, if it wasn't for the internet, after I joined the army, I'd have been, I'd have been off the grid and fucking gone out somewhere. Yeah, but, I was a fucking smoking weed and, and going to school, you know. But you know what, though, True. that does bring me to a really good point, and something that I want to talk about, which is yeah, our ability for those that listen to this show. To maybe give us a piece of their mind through SpeakPipe. Mm. If I explain to you, SpeakPipe, Joe. Dude, no. Educate me, man. So, it's actually pretty awesome. 
I drop a link in this show. You follow the link. You can do it on your phone. You can do it on your computer. You can do it anywhere you want. But you can drop us a voicemail. And we can listen to it on this show. Yep, on speedpipe.com. And it's amazing because it just kind of acts as a voice mailbox. And the reason why I got this whole thing fired up, I talked about this in the first episode of this show, and I want to make sure people understand it now, is I want to hear from the people that listen to this show. Bro, I do too. I want to hear from folks that disagree that agree that have something to say that have to say something because it felt they needed to because they heard something and were like damn now i know what a hydro flask is or damn i hate that joe b guy or damn i'm from the west coast too and i love trl or whatever it is man or maybe you love corn didn't know about stuff you know whatever it is be a part of it get involved engage with us and you know what Maybe we'll even give you some free stuff, too. Mm. For the record, no one hates Joe B. Just throwing it out there. Oh, no, there's a Joe B. hate uh, forum, actually. What? Uh, Blindknowledge.com, if you check it out. It's it's private right now. Oh, my God. Um, <clears throat> stop, too. I'm the only member. But... <laughs> he said, I'm the... no, that's just, <laughs> that's a psychosis, Joe. We could, we could talk about that, actually, if you want to. Oh, that's. That's actually a therapeutic thing that I'm working on, folks. Yes. It's okay. <laughs> I'm okay. It's okay, guys. But no, for real though, folks. Uh, speak. Yeah, speak pipe. Yeah. You can head over there, and you can drop us a voicemail. We'll play your voicemails here on the show, and Dude. we will allow you to ask us questions that we will answer. You can actually partake yeah. in the show. We're trying to make this more of a community collaborative effort. And I know we have talked for roughly an hour and some change now on, you know, TRL and generational gaps and the stuff that made us angry about music and everything. But God damn it, you probably feel that way too. And shit, man, talk to us about it. Like talk to us about this about your water supply. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So definitely hit us up over there. Oh, your local politicians, make sure you vote. Um, because dude, honestly and honest to God, the pipes under the under the ground, when you go to your sink, the water should be healthy and clean. It's twenty twenty four, we're in the United States of America, twenty twenty four. Yeah, clean water. If I was if I was gonna run for president, Tony, that yeah. would be my calling card. Clean water for all. Oh god, you shit, you have my vote. I'd win. It'd be that. I'd be that. I wish. Anyway, brother. Yeah. So the last thing I want to talk about was some local haps. Local haps, dude. Boom, let's do it. So there was a big kerfuffle going on about a year ago. Did you just drop the word kerfuffle? Kerfuffle. It's It's in my lexicon, Joe. Okay. This is some serious stuff. It is serious. So down the road from where I live, there used to be a bar. It was called O'Connor's. O'Connor's, okay. O'Connor's was pretty cool. I had been there twice. O'Connor's was uh, popular 
amongst the locals because they had a lot of a- outdoor activities, uh, volleyball, uh, shuffleboard, um, uh, cornhole, various things, right? Sounds like an awesome Irish bar. It's a pretty cool bar, right? Well, then O'Connor's decides they're going to shut down. And then everybody oh, starts fuck. hearing this story about how Bucky's, the gas station, which if anybody listening is a part of the cult of Bucky's, I'm one of you, so that's fine. Just drop a voicemail on the speak pipe and we can talk Bucky stuff. But um yeah. Hashtag Bucky's. Yeah, there's there's that. Anyway. It's a gas station. It's a it, it's a gas station. So like Yo, so in yeah, yeah. So in the Northeast, it's something along the lines of like, um, like sheets or, uh, yeah, yeah, like a Wawa, right? I love Wawa, and that's the thing. In in the South, people love Bucky's. So there was this big, there was this big uh, ordeal going on about how O'Connor's was going to sell out to Bucky's because O'Connor's had a bunch of land right off exit one. And they were going to build a Bucky's there. All right, fantastic. That sounds great. I was, I was hyped because I like O'Connor's because I like beer, and I like Bucky's because I like jerky and beer. So I'm like, I love jerky too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's it's a win win for me. I live right down the road. No. So all right. (laughs) So I'm sitting here and I'm like, whatever, fine. So then, ask me why I'm coming home from work. Again, some thoughts in traffic, if you will. Um, Tony, why? Because I am driving over the Triton Bypass off of Exit 1. I see Triton, a sign. Jersey? No, <laughs> no, no, just, just Triton Road. <laughs> and How did I get to New Jersey? I, Never mind. And I make my right turn to go home. I see a sign that says hiring for all positions. And it has the O'Connor's logo below it. And I'm like, hmm, all right. So I, I, I do a quick, I pull in. And I Was go, that like a U-turn? A U-turn I mean, it's just a, just a, 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 a sharp right turn, you know, a sharp right turn. I made sure I wasn't okay. going too fast. Okay. And so yeah. I go in because the first thing that I'm thinking is like, yo, if these guys need an MC and or a DJ, I'm there. I'm in there like swimwear. I'm I, there like, well, like swimwear. And I go in and they're, they're just hiring for bar positions. I'm... Uh, I will be recording at O'Connor's at some point. I just want to um, put that out to the uh, to the people out there. But regardless, they uh, they they turned down my machinations. But it turns out that O'Connor's is coming back after the tornado and everything. O'Connor's got tore to shit by a tornado. By the way, a good portion of the whole back half got uh got ripped up by that tornado. Damn. The the portion that was probably five to six minutes left of life 
before it reached my house. <laughs> That's the bit that tore up O'Connor's. But regardless, was the was that tequila okay? I mean, that bar when I went in there to go look at their help wanted sign was dry, like still under construction. Dry. They probably won't be. Op- would- yeah, they probably won't be operational to like March or April. But it's funny because around here, a lot of people were really, <laughs> I mean, honestly, kind of let down that O'Connor's closed because it was the only good bar on this side of town. And then, you know, everyone starts hearing about Bucky's and everything else is coming through. And it's like, okay, cool, whatever, fine. But then, like, hillbilly story I've ever heard. Yeah. Continue. Well, no, I mean, it, it's it's the most hillbilly shit, but that's why it matters here, because, like... An old-school Irish bar. Hmm. I'm just curious where this story is going to go. Well, where the story goes is, like, how it fluctuates the flow of the town. The town goes to both of these locations? No, the town goes to where the town needs. And that's and that's the thing. Like that's that's the thing with with cities and with you know Bucky's. Well no, but but don't think of it like Bucky's, like think of it like anywhere you've ever lived, Joe. Is like people don't want to go too far from where they live to what they need. No, of course not. No, I always want to go up the street to the seven eleven and just grab what I need. Exactly. Right? Exactly. But imagine that seven eleven had everything that you needed. That said, Seven Eleven had had shirts. That Seven that Seven Eleven had hats. That Seven Eleven had, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 exactly, right. So the Marshalls, the yeah, exactly. Like imagine, yeah, imagine it was actually a Seven Eleven inside of a inside of an Anchor Blue. God, wouldn't that be great? But restaurants, yeah. But Those um, good. but the the reason why this matters to me anyway on a local standpoint is because like, yeah, do we need another bar in Clarksville? Probably not. There's plenty of places to get a, to get a cold beer and some freaking chips and queso if you really want to. But on this side of town, right where I'm at, O'Connor's was kind of the only game in town because it was on the other side of the highway. And in some cases, depending upon the time of the day that you're going, that's not an easy trek to make or a trek or a trek that you want to make. If I'm being honest Hmm. with you. Okay. Okay. I'm following you. So the fact that Bucky's kind of lost out, I mean, that kind of lost out. They would have made a fucking gold mine if they could have just actually, like, appeased, like, local government in the city infrastructure stuff they asked for. That's neither here nor there. But Bucky's lost out on a major pivot point in the, like, northern Tennessee area. And because of that, O'Connor's is going to come back. And O'Connor's will probably come back stronger as an establishment than it ever did before. Because since, since it has been gone, people have gone to like other places around the area in order to get that vibe of like just going to a bar, 
maybe grabbing something quick to eat, having a couple drinks and hang out with their friends. But O'Connor's was different because you could go there and like, you could play games. Like, yeah, they had pool tables like in the, any other bar, but they, they had totally different destinations. You got Bucky's, which is like a, a gas station plus food, plus clothing, plus possibly campfire goods, plus, um, anything else you need plus a restroom and then you've got o'connell's is it o'connor's first o'connor's which is a bar but i go to both places i'd go to the bar then they get the smokes and then go back to the bar personally but it's not just a bar though like o'connor's had a lot of stuff outside of the bar like i said like there was there's two Actually, I think three, three volleyball courts on these locations. Yeah. Like, uh, like you go outside the back door of O'Connor's and there's, there's shuffleboard. There's, okay. there's cornhole so a, to play. It's a meeting ground for the town. Yeah. Like it's, it's almost like that third place that so is so good. rare in so many places, but like, yeah. And it had all those things going on. That's cool, man. And That's so. Cool. Like where I'm at right now, personally, I don't I don't know if there's places like that, to be honest. Um, the small town that I grew up in, we didn't really have a place. Well, we kind of did. We had town spa, which was a restaurant, kind of like um what you were naming off, which is similar. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah, I totally I see where that I see where you're going with that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm actually excited for O'Connor's to come back. Not that I'm like I mean, listen, like, I, I'm the kind of guy, I'd rather just get a six-pack and just chill at my house. But hmm. if I'm okay. going to go to a place with people, right, I prefer it to be a place like O'Connor's where, like, it is close and it is local and it is a place that feels like I can do more than just sit there and, and just drink. You it's know like what I mean? cheer? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, kind of. I mean, but, I mean, but even without having the the you know the familial feeling of a place like cheers like it's a place that feels like you can just go as a frankly as a grown ass adult and just go and escape for a little while and just chill out and i would like to from more of the local folks and see if they agree with you too on speak pipe I mean, yeah, and I would love for people to friggin' to chime in and, and let me know what they think because I think a lot of people in the Clarksville area would probably agree with me that it's a better choice for it to stay O'Connor's than it would be to be a Bucky's or any other large gas station, a, you know, a Sheets or a Wawa or whatever. Just because, like, like no one's going to a Bucky's to just hang out. I mean, and it, and if you do, more power to you. But like, all you're doing is spending money. So, took notes. Uh, I wrote down Bucky's. Um, yeah, it's it's good to know, Tony. It seems like some local, uh, small town, medium town, um, you know, life. Mm-hmm. Basically, 
small. It sounds like where I grew up back in Stoughton, Massachusetts, we had small small bars and stuff, and you kind of conjugate. We would conjugate like uh, little league and Babe Ruth baseball and like basketball teams, and like because that's where the parents would be, and um, there would just be uh, things like that, I guess. Um, yeah, and like parades, random parades for things. Um, yeah, well, around right. around here, it's all Tennessee football. So, if, yeah, it, yeah. So if it's not Tennessee football, it's probably gonna be out of O'Connor's. <laughs> all right, and that's all fine. Right. But anyway, well, okay. So I think, unless you got anything that you need to presently oh. talk about, Joe. I'm booking a flight right now to Delta, so I go to Bucky's. But other than that, <laughs> he said, "I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get down to Mississippi. I'm trying to figure out this Bucky situation." Mississippi is um, no, don't, no, don't go, don't go to Mississippi. I'm not going to, I'm not going to Mississippi. Okay, thank God. But um, anyway, yeah. So yeah, that's gonna be our show for this week. I want to thank everybody that has tuned in uh you know what if you made it to the two hour and uh five minute mark of this show good on you god rest your soul and i hope you freaking drop us a line on Speakpipe. freaking tell us what you think tell us if if we're just elaborating too long are we hitting the points that you want are we just sitting here and just like jibber jabbering two dudes just talking into the freaking ether let us know because honestly having a medium to hear people's opinions is important and that's why we want to a that that's why we want to have people's voicemails on the show good bad or indifferent we like we just want to know what you think so yeah, you can do that on social media too, for sure. Yeah, for sure. You can hit us up, up up over at Blind Knowledge. Let us know what you think over there. Yes, sir. You can hit Blind Knowledge up on basically every social media platform you can possibly think of. Yeah, just Google Blind Knowledge. You'll find us on everything: Twitter and uh, the like, yeah. uh, IG. Um, you can email us. You can send a smoke signal. You can put a bumper sticker on your car. Take a picture. Let me know. Um, we're going to be doing some cool things, some very cool things. Um, yeah. I don't want to give it all away, but my thanks to you, Tony, for having me on the show. Of course, man. Um, see some great things happening here, and I can't wait to be a part of this again in the future. Yeah. So that is going to do it for us over here at Thoughts and Traffic. Again, thank you for all those that listen. I want you to have yourselves a great week. And remember, when you're just sitting behind the wheel and you're chilling out, maybe you're listening to a podcast, maybe you're listening to some music, maybe you're listening to this show, just remember, traffic or no traffic, eventually you will get where you're going. Have yourself a great week. I love your face. Have a good one.